What the hell is the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. Right. He tried to get me in mid-chew. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another fascinating edition of the Sports Day DFW podcast, Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington. I'm Barry Horn, and I want to know how you know this is going to be fascinating. Because I'm in it, so it's going to be really good. No, because, because of our guest, we're going straight to the courthouse today to bring you John Machota with the latest from the, the Tony courthouse. Romo lawsuit. Yeah, some exciting stuff over there, man. <laughs> I was there for about the last hour, and his... Uh, his fantasy football company, uh, the National Fantasy Football uh, Convention, uh, they had three claims against the NFL, and after today, one of them was thrown out. So, there's two left. So you got to you got to stick with that back. story. Ooh. We want you to stick with that story till the very end, I'm, John. I'm excited. I will. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to do that for all the. Well, what, what was more exciting, being at the courthouse today or being at the combine over the weekend? Oh, being at the week? combines. I'm close. So you Not like you time. like to watch grown men sweat. No, no, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that route. But I, I just like talking to players about football as opposed to lawsuits. Did you see a player running the forty lose <laughs> his shorts? I didn't see it live, but I got to see a couple uh, photos of uh, him laying on the ground after that apparently happened. But uh, I no, I didn't get to see it live. See, here's the. I'm I don't, happy about that. See, to me, <laughs> I don't draft that guy just because of that. That's a, you drop your shorts, you keep running, pal. You drop you drop your shorts, you drop in value. Right? <laughs> That's right. You keep going. You keep running all the way to the end, right? I guess I don't know. It's pretty embarrassing. I don't know how how I'd react in that situation, so I can't say. <laughs> I can't say that's that right all right, to what, me. What's the most? What's the best thing you learned in Indianapolis about the Cowboys? The best thing? The, the most important thing. Things people want to hear about. I mean, I don't think there's one thing that stands above the rest. I think it's a kind of question. a yeah, it's it's kind of big grouping of things, and it and it goes in cycles because earlier in the week we get Stephen Jones, middle of the week get Jason Garrett, and at the end of the week we just got uh, Jerry Jones. So uh, uh, obviously Jerry tends to be the most entertaining. You spend an hour hour tends and a, to be hour and a half on his, on his <laughs> out of that group <laughs> hour and a half on his luxury bus, and and you get you get some interesting conversation there. Both I, I want to ask you about record. that. Does anybody else bring a bus? No. So Jerry's is the only one with the bus. Oh my God, no! And it's so obvious. Like everyone knows where it's at at all times. I is mean, that right? I got there on Monday. That thing was already there. I mean, he gets there before they do. He fly. He he doesn't ride the bus. No, nobody does. No, no. They have a, no. They just drive it down there. They fly in and then they got the place to go. But no. But I, I'm and there's just, hookers in there. And there's all kinds oh, of stuff going on. Right? Oh, whoa! What? What? Come Why on. else have the bus? Why else is he having the bus? Because it's a place to meet. Well, here, and this is. And it, it's, you can't have a hotel. Or you, you can't have, you a, have suite a big to do sign that? out there. It's 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 promotion. It's public relations. Yeah, I bet. It's I'll the cowboy bus. I tell you what they're promoting out there. What are they promoting? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what they're promoting. As Jerry mentioned on the bus, though, uh, there were a lot of a lot of agents on that bus this week. He said. So I mean, that's. And one what of the do you do with too. agents? You entertain them. You entertain agents, that's and right. uh, you try and get deals done that are in your favor. So I thought. The interesting stuff from Jerry was that he was really big on again, just like last year on the bus. He talked to us about four to five more years of Romo, and uh, they will they will attack this draft according to that four or five more years. No, of Romo. So that tells you that I, maybe I, they're I, not in. Maybe they're not John, in that quarterback at at number four. John, there, John. I read your fine work, and I saw yeah. that about Jerry saying four or five more years. You know, if we talk to him for a couple more weeks, he'll be saying ten more years. You know, here's the thing: Tony is thirty six. Am I correct? You're, well, he's going to be 36. It will be 36. Mm -hmm. When will he be 36, by the way? Let's have a party. In April. 
On the no. bus. We can have a party on the bus. What I'll do you go. Think? Okay, there I'll we go. There. It's not a All party. Right. There's going to be a party on the bus. I'm going. There you go. So he's going to be 36 years old. Uh, so, Jerry, when he says this kind of stuff, what he is saying is that um, I would hope that he lasts in there four or five years because he looks at Peyton Manning. He he looks at these at these older quarterbacks and guys that who have had you know Matt Hasselbeck had played at at forty this year correct right uh, so he looks at that and thinks that this is a guy who didn't play a lot early in his career uh, so he's he'll he still got some tread on the tires right absolutely but as we all know you know his back could go any time you know the collarbone could go at any yeah. time you know we, we we've seen that so well the key thing with Romo too is is i think that sometimes he gets these injuries and people automatically point to well i thought they had the best offensive line how does this happen well this is the key with Romo and maybe more so than those other quarterbacks you just named is that his big thing and the reason why he's been so successful is he extends plays and he puts himself in a situation that yes. even if you have the best offensive line that's ever played the game, they can only keep guys off you for so long. And if you're going to continue to sit back and, and extend plays like that, you're going to put yourself in harm's way, and that's something that he's just going to do. Tony Romo's always going to do that. He's never going to be the guy who just sits back there and just throws the ball away, take three seconds, boom, looks, nope, throwing it away. And what, and well, he, wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be Tony Romo if, right. if, if he, he, he would. But, but I will say that, that too, and, and this is kind of getting off the track here, but I think it's important to note this. What, what is the secret of, of Tom Brady's success? In that offense, no, I think the secret is is when you have the best head coach in, in football, and you're that's, with that's, that guy that's the, that's your entire time in your career, and everybody's on the same page. That's the key thing. And you, if you're not on the same page, you're out, and they'll find somebody that is. That's true. But the but the thing about Tom Brady, I believe that they put a watch on him, and the average time he gets it out is two point two seconds. Two point two. Is that I quick? Bet that, I would. Bet, <laughs> you bet okay, it's quick. We'll say four, so. Four seconds is generally speaking when you're back there. You you need to be getting rid of the ball in four seconds. If you go to seven on seven football game. Uh, or football, uh, they, they will say four seconds. If you don't get it out, you got to put the football down. Same thing in the pros. So uh, the, the the point is, is that I would bet you that thirty percent of the time Tony's getting it out in two point two or less. Seventy percent of the time he's running around back there. Yeah, you know. And I think I, I'm not uh, earlier in his career when there were times when the offensive line was a problem. I, I had you know I had an issue with that. But as Danny White pointed out in an interview, with, that was great. With I, David Moore that this was, year, that was one of the best interviews I've seen. When it, in regards to Romo, it was just an analysis a lot of, of good, that situation. A lot of good stuff. What we there. had there is that that they're not throwing, even though we keep hearing that it's a timing based offense. Right. Well, we what in practice what it is is that Tony's waiting till the till the receiver is looking at it. Right. In a timing based offense, you throw the ball, the guy makes his break, he turns around, the ball's coming at him. That's you what know, Tom Brady does. Usually, the ball is right on top of him right. at that point, uh, and that's not what Tony does. And so, and that's not what they do in this offense. And so, that's one of the things when we talked about that made it Romo unfriendly to everybody else is that everybody else is not playing by the same rules that Tony plays by. Absolutely, and I thought that was a very interesting take there and, and, and everything that uh, that Danny White had to say about him. I think that there's a lot of people, when you just watch the game on TV, you're not going to notice that. You're not going to see that, but when you get a chance to see the All-22 film from behind and, and you see things like that, and, and it makes sense because you know, people are going to say, well, why doesn't he just throw? Well, at the same time, you're also reducing risk. You're, you're, you're reducing the chance that that guy's going to turn the wrong way, and boom, that's an interception going back the other way. So if you can do that, that's fine. But the thing is, is that you also are increasing the chances that you're going to be putting yourself in harm's way. Because the question you have to ask, is, I think you bring up something right there, is that can you count on these guys to run the right routes? Can you count on them to do the right thing? There's an obvious level of trust there. And, and what we don't know is if they believe that. I do know that they were they, that that uh, Des Bryant struggled earlier in his career in the number of routes they were giving him on the route tree. He was not real high on on that tree for quite a while in his career. Right, and and he's improved in those areas. Yes, he but has. the thing is, is and and this goes back to what you said about them being the Romo friendly when Romo's not there. 
remember that without Des Bryant, everybody else has to step up a different notch in yes. the rest of the receiving core. And I think having a Des Bryant back, like basically what I'm trying to say is if Kellen Moore or, or Whedon or Castle would have had an entire year with with Des healthy, I'm not sitting there saying they would have made the playoffs. They would have won a couple more games, though. But when you lose Des, then everybody has to move up a notch. And I think that threw off the entire group of receivers. And but if, but if, had they won a couple more games, they wouldn't have the fourth pick in the draft. Right. They have, you're, you're back from the combine. And you are you as committed to the fact that the Cowboys should not take a quarterback as you were before you went out there? Uh, no, I'm less, actually, because I was the player I was probably most impressed with was Jared Goff, the, the quarterback from Cal. Um, just really, I lo- I love the way he was in there in the interview session. Uh, it came out uh, earlier in the day before he went to the podium that he had only nine inch hands, which are on the on the smaller size for quarterbacks. And they were putting a, there were a lot of emphasis on that, and you could tell that he was just getting irritated. The more questions, the more questions he got, and finally he just kind of fired back on, on some of these reporters. Uh, one guy mentioned how many fumbles he had in his career, and he just fires back. Goes, how many did I have? And then the guy, the guy, the guy says twenty eight, and he goes, "All right, well, how many I have last year?" And then like there was a pause. He goes, "How many I have last year?" And, and and somebody else yelled out four, and he goes, "Yeah, that's you know that sounds pretty good, doesn't it?" And I mean, just like was real cocky, and and it, and that's different than what you see from Paxton Lynch and Carson Wentz, and I kind of like that. It kind of reminded me a little bit of a you know Aaron Rodgers has got a little bit of that, and and even Romo has a little bit of that. I mean, guys like Jay Cutler, things like that, like where they're you know, and I guess Cutler's probably not the best example, but. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a little bit of a cockiness that, you know, I, I think that that fits, that would be an interesting fit to go along with, with Jason Garrett. It'd be a, a, somebody that may, might go against him a little bit, as oh, opposed to... Jason Car- Garrett will have him in here, and he'll have him brainwashed. He'll have him monotone no. in no time. No, but he would with Carson Wentz. I feel like Carson Wentz is already Jason Garrett at this age. You, know, you, you bring up a fascinating subject about this hand size thing, because uh, Bruce Feldman... Don't bring it up. Bruce don't, Feldman wrote a really good... I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He wrote a terrific story about this and about the whole question about that, and the very fact that Brandon Allen, the quarterback uh, at Arkansas, Arkansas, was actually going to a masseuse, a therapist. And it helped. It helped. It stretched out his hand size. He had the smallest hand of of all the top quarterbacks, I think, on the board. And I think they they got his (laughs) hand up about This is going nowhere positive. This is going nowhere good, Kevin. This is is the way the NFL thinks. This is the way we got – this is why we have to explore these things. This is how crazy it is. Bruce's point was is that – they, okay, we, we talk about hand size and the whole, how important it is and that these guys that fumble too much, if, you, if your hands are too small, then you're going to fumble or yeah. you can't control the ball in wet weather, which I think probably is a bigger issue than the fumbling because they were pointing out that there's no correlation in that right. in, in the NFL or in colleges with, with your hand size and the number of fumbles. It ha- and, I, and, I, and I agree with that because that's the problem with stats sometimes. You, you see these numbers. I think probably a, when a quarterback fumbles most of the time it's because he just got hammered by somebody from behind. Yeah. You know, it had very little to do with his hand size. I think it's also an issue of how strong a guy's hands are. You know, there's a, there are guys who have big hands and don't have strong hands and they don't control the ball Look, well. Look, yeah. everybody's out there looking for a story and that, and that was, and looking for a different angle and, and that's what came up this year. I, I, I gotta believe that, that was some, uh, 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 Scout or some general manager well, no, the, the, whispered that to somebody, and then it just exploded. Well, the whole thing about hand size that goes way back. That's what one of the things that they talked about was so good about uh, about Johnny Manziel, little guy. He's only five eleven, maybe six feet tall, but he's got big hands. Oh, you, you see the size of his hands. He can really, you know, he can control the ball in wet weather. I, I get that. There, there's something to that, but there's way too much. If you got a guy going to a therapist trying to stretch out his hand, that's we're going too far. It's a big deal, then. I mean, that's that Michael Johnson Performance Center. I mean, that's yeah. what that's all about. It's it's track athletes showing, you know, big 300-pound linemen how to how to get off 
the line to run a 40-yard dash, not to improve them as a football player, to just so for this particular event that is just weighed so heavily, I mean, nothing compares to the 40-yard dash. It's so important when it really doesn't matter for an offensive lineman, but they have to train for it for this particular event, and they go to these specialists just for this. And once this the combine's over, they're never going to work on that again. That's what I want to know, though. Is it really important? Because when we had Rick Goslin on here the, uh, last week, uh, and Rick, who's been to 25 combines, yeah. he said to us that most of these teams already have their boards. Now, they're going to rearrange them, but they already have their boards up. And when they come here, really they're looking for two things. One, what are the medical reports on these guys? Because everybody gets the same medical report here, yeah. right? And two, uh, what is the interview process? You right. Know, we want to talk to these guys up close and see what it's like you know, to get this situation. Which seems to me, if that's all you really want out of this, then this is really all overblown. Yeah. Because – you, you could just have the guys go there, and then you can get the— get Well, there'll the, be pro days at all the schools. And there'll be pro yeah. days at all the schools, and, and, and all the clubs go to And they, can, and they, they invite X number. How many players can they invite in? Is there a limit? John? No, no, there's not a limit on that. And then all the— all the, uh, uh, Does Jerry send the bus for everybody to, to bring them back on the bus? No, but he should because— well, he doesn't have. To, he doesn't have to impress them. They have to. They have to impress him. So he doesn't need to. So, did, so tell us this: Did you, in talking to Jerry, talking to Stephen, talking to Jason, did you get any inkling, any inside information, or any thought, any wink that what they're going to do? How can you believe? And, and if they if they tell you, how can you believe what they're saying? Well, I, I, you can't. Yeah, but you I want to see if John believes. Yeah, you have to kind of mix everything in together, along with stuff that you get from talking to other folks out there, and and because of that. Jerry can say that, you know, Rome was a quarterback for four or five more years, but I still Do they believe that? I still would not I would not be shocked if they took a quarterback at four. I really wouldn't. I, I don't think you should be. And I think here's and as I've written this several times, if you believe you have to believe in whoever you're gonna take with that fourth pick. Absolutely believe that this is the guy we want. This, I, I, and I asked perfect. Jerry I asked Jerry point blank, is there a quarterback in this draft? Now this is right after they got done throwing. We got to talk to Jerry on Saturday, right after he got right. to sit there and watch all the quarterbacks go through drills. I asked him point blank, is there a quarterback in this class that's even worthy of being the fourth overall pick? And he said, I, I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and that says something right there. That says something right there though, even if 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 you don't know, because then there probably isn't. Well maybe it's, maybe he's just waiting for Will McClay to tell him. Well, that, yeah. absolutely right. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't doubt that. Uh, I, I would be more worried if Jerry did say. I, I don't really want Jerry's opinion. Jerry, I want to know what Jerry's, Will McClay thinks. But why matter. wouldn't you say? If they're talking to you. You can't believe what they're saying. But why wouldn't why wouldn't you say even if you're going to lie? Why wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Because all that does is help you. Because then that puts out there that other teams will be like, well, see, they think a quarterback's worth a four, even if that you don't want one. That at least puts in other teams' minds like, well, well they could be taking a quarterback at four. No, I, I agree. Up ahead of you. Or, look, or, that's fine, and take a quarterback that you really don't want anyway. So lie. Well, that that absolutely. And here, here's the thing about that that fourth position. I think that's the only leverage you really have because unless you know a Jalen Ramsey falls to right. four, maybe. Joey Bosa falls to four. Yeah. You know, I don't think Tunsil's going to fall that no. far. You know, I think the Titans are going to take him with the first pick. Yeah. You know, so you really only have the leverage with a quarterback because people only get crazy about quarterbacks. Yeah. And if you think, if you really believe one of these guys is the franchise quarterback, yeah. and, and you're, then, then that's the guy you're going to trade up yeah, for. Yeah, and you got to take that guy. If right. you think it's the franchise quarterback, absolutely. But absolutely. if you have doubts, I say take that best no, defensive no, player. No, actually, but what my point was is that, that teams below you have to believe that you could take that guy. Who's oh gonna, yeah, who's yeah. going to rush the passer uh, on this team? Then We're, Cowboys are going to lose at least Gregory for four games. Hardy, right. Hardy, we think is is gone. With those two guys, the pass rush was nothing to write home about. What's going to happen there? You got to get somebody in free agency. You have to get at least one one pass rusher in free agency, and you have to get at least one pass rusher. I think in the first two rounds of this draft. Give us a name in free agency. 
Oh, the 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 big fish, the one that everyone wants, would be Olivier Vernon from, from Miami. From Miami, and then next, the one that is intriguing to me is with Buffalo, Mario Williams. He's still technically on their team, but I mean, everyone is saying that he's going to be released. I mean, that just it, that that would intrigue me too. You if know, if you could get him cheap, if you could get him, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think they're going to be breaking the bank in, in free agency, and that might put Vernon out of, out of the uh, the conversation. But um. Uh, and then as far as the draft, I mean, Joey Bosa at four would be the ideal thing. I think that helps you the most there. But I think that— Over a quarterback you love? Over over a franchise a quarterback you would—Bosa? If you think that this guy is going to be a franchise quarterback for you and, 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 yeah, play at an elite level, yeah, I would take the quarterback instead. Just say it's the most important position. You You'd can't be a pass fool that not up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I would. But I don't think that any of these guys is going to rise to that. I mean, that's just my own prediction. I don't think there is a guy here because you look back at a lot of those guys that went one overall, you knew who those guys were way, way before this point. You knew who Jameis Winston I, was. You knew who Andrew Luck was. You knew I Peyton that's Manning, a, that's Eli Manning. That's a pretty Manning. good point. I, I like that point. Now, but now before, you know, we keep notes on all this stuff, by the way. Okay. Before <laughs> you told us that the guy to take, that you got to take, mm-hmm. is Jalen Ramsey because he's the best guy in this okay. draft. Yeah, and, 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 and by the way, he is shredding at the combine as we speak right now. The DBs are, today is the last day they actually finish up today. So we don't know the, so the results you, of this So why are podcast. you here? Why aren't you still in Indianapolis? Because oh. you had the court. You had to be in court this morning. No, because you don't get. We don't have any access to those guys today. The media days. There's only so many media days, and then actually everyone leaves. Uh, everyone left on on Saturday for the most part. Uh, I stayed till Sunday just to see if there was going to be could anything sneak else. In, get yeah, in the sneak bus, in there. maybe. I was trying to get back on the bus. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah. So nobody gets to watch these workouts unless you're with a team on Monday. So so, but here, here's my point, and, and I, this is what I wrote, and I and, and Matt Mosley, who used to work for the Dallas Morning News before we got rid of him. I and like now he's back. Uh, and, yeah, he's, got, he's kind of back now. He's trying to – he's groveling. You know, that's what he's doing now. Uh, <sighs> kind of made fun of me on, on his, that little radio show he does with uh, that, that Kalashaw guy. Yes. And, and which he's, in which they both actually oh, made fun and said that when I said, oh, I wouldn't you – know, that Joey Bosa would be a mistake with the fourth pick. I did not say that Joey Bosa would be a mistake with the fourth pick. I said, if you don't believe that he is a real pass rusher, if you don't believe if, – if, in other words, if this guy's Greg Ellis, do you really take him with the fourth pick? No. No, I don't either. And 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 that's that's my position on this has been with the fourth pick, you just take the best player there. The guy that you know you you are going to hit a home run with that, that or at least, at least you think because you can't afford to miss with the fourth pick. And frankly, I believe that that is what has happened the last 2 years. I believe that that's what they did in the first round. Jerry did listen to the people in that room that that know the draft better than anyone else in the room. I mean, in the organization, he listened to the guys that that know this stuff, and they took Byron Jones, and they took Zach Martin, and that worked out pretty Manziel, well both times. And it both like, times it right? worked out well. So yeah. that's why I think that that is what they're going to do at, at four. It will be to take the best player available. If that's Ramsey, do they take him? Yeah, I think if it was Ramsey or Joey Bosa, absolutely. Yeah, the golf's the one for me, man. Golf's the one oh where it, it interests he's me. A golf fan. You it, it, he interests me there. Like he's the one where I could see him being. The you were sold in an interview. I got a problem with no, you right no, now. no, 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 no. They got to throw and they got to do all their okay. workouts and stuff like that too. No, that, that's all that that the interview thing was, was interesting. But I'm saying the workout stuff where you're actually going against all, like you throw a couple of play at plays and then all of a sudden another quarterback comes in and goes and you get to really see these guys next to each other. That's where it, it kind of. I'm just saying like I. I don't think I don't think if I had the number one overall pick that I would be absolutely I should take this guy. But I'm just saying if Jared Goff is there at four, they got to do some serious thinking about about that guy right there. I've seen that guy play in person, you know. Oh, Have did you know the Texas game? It's the Texas game. I, I tell you what, uh, there were some moments. He, he's not super athletic, yeah. Uh, but but he does he does move, and he played mostly in, in the gun. And, and he's going to have to work on, on being under center. But 
these teams nowadays, the way the game is getting, these these quarterbacks are more and more in the gun. And he was quick to point that out. He actually had the numbers, like, I think 62% of the time. So. And he only fumbled four times this year. He knows the numbers, yeah, man. He does that. Uh, you know, the, the thing I liked about him, really, uh, first of all, he plays behind a, he played behind a terrible offensive line. Yeah. So that was, that was something in his favor right there. But he did, even though he's not super athletic, he made things happen. Mm-hmm. There, there were plays, you know, Romo-esque type of couple of plays yeah. where he – Play kind of broke down. He, he looks to his right, and he looks back to his left, and there's a guy there, and he finds him for a touchdown. V- very nice plays. You know, I was very impressed with him, and, and uh, I know that uh, Sonny Dykes knows a little bit about uh, about players, and he just goes on and on about him uh, and about what a, what a great player he thinks he is. So I, I cannot believe he would get past Cleveland at number two. I wouldn't uh, think so either, but, man, the reports continue to come out. They started at the Senior Bowl, and ever since then it's that – Cleveland like Wentz. and Wentz, man. Yeah. I, I just that pairing has been mentioned a ton since then. And do you think it, it's because of the cold weather? No, part I, of it? I, I think equation. <laughs> no, it's because they don't draft quarterbacks well. That's why. <laughs> so now you're but way off of the Carson. They're Wentz. due. Are, are, are the yeah. law of averages is they will draft a quarterback. I mean, you you think so, so, but they haven't. Yeah, they struggle. A we should say there's there's a whole new front office as usual. Every, yes, you could say that yeah. every year. New coach. So let's go. Let's I'm go. Fine, let me just let me just say I am fine w- w- with Wentz. I just don't think Wentz is fourth overall guy. Maybe not. Uh, but but let's look. Or let's just go top four picks. Though. Right now we're going to have them. Everybody take their first. Who's who's Tennessee going to take with the first pick? Tunsil. Tunsil. Yeah, absolutely. Tunsil. Tunsil. Absolutely. All right, okay. All right. That's, that's the offensive lineman. Yep. And they certainly need one to, to protect their investment in Marcus Mariota. Number two, Cleveland. Goff. I'm going Wentz. I, I think I'm going to go Wentz too. I think you're right. I think that's what they're going to do. So no, that's what you want them to do. Well, and, 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 and I got to say this again. I'll go back. Who knows what anybody's going to do? It's it's just it's absolutely. Just, we're, we're just taking a guess here. Yeah. All right, number three got the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers have several needs here. What what do you think they're going to do? Uh, what what I've seen so far is is, is Ramsey. Probably that's who they yeah. would take with the third pick. That's who I think I'm going to say Ramsey. Too. Yeah, I think it'll be Ramsey. Yeah, I'll I'll say they'll take the other quarterback. The quarterback that's left. The quarterback that's left. Because, so, you know, Rivers is getting Rivers, on in Phillips age. Forever, although he's four years or five years younger than uh, Tony Romo, maybe six years younger. He's 30, I think. No, I think he's – well, I came out with the Eli. Eli, right? he's in the same guy. All right, I'll, I'll do what I do for you, did for you. Do that. Look that up, would you? Yeah, there we go. The so that brings up an interesting point. So now now you've got if, – if if it goes like we say here, Bosa's still left. Yep. Uh, and Goff. And Goff is left in, in some of those drafts, or Wentz is left. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a very interesting situation for for the Cowboys. And here's what I uh, what I propose, and it, and it makes everybody crazy. If that guy's not available for you, uh, the, you, to me, in my estimation, I don't believe in this fourth pick. It's too high to take the guy that I want here, right. and I'm going to trade down to to eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay. If, if somebody wants that pick to take Carson Wentz or Jared Goff, if I don't believe in one, how, of those how two old guys, did you say Philip Rivers is? I said thirty. Okay, you're wrong, John. Is he thirty one? Uh, Keep going. How about 34? I was going to say 33. Philip Rivers is 34? December 8th, 1981. You do the math. Wow. Yeah, he'll turn 35 this year then. Wow. How about that? No idea. So just a couple years on, younger than Tony Romo. Yeah. So uh, so they they've got to be thinking. They've got they should be thinking about that. Uh, yes, of course, yes, they're thinking should. on uh, where they'll be playing too. But that's a whole other. Story. Yeah, that may that may and that, listen that you could play a real quarterback factor. Quarterback sell. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so I, I I did you get it? We haven't talked very much about Bosa. 
Do you get any indication? Because what we've heard from people like Brian Broaddus, Brian Broaddus thinks that he's more of a left defensive end, right. which is not the premier pass rushing position as, for a defensive end because he's not going against the left tackle. That's um, fine. And uh, so he's uh, not coming from the blind side. He's not, he, absolutely. That's so, fine. So that's fine. Well, okay, I know that's what you think. Does anybody with the Cowboys give you an indication that's where he should play? On the, oh, on the left end? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's the things I've heard. Is, is that, that right? Yeah, that would be a left end. But the thing is, though, is they would become they would be fine with moving Demarcus uh, Lawrence over to the, the right, right end. To the right yeah. end. Yeah. And the thing is, is it's more. It's not like you get this guy, and I think some people would look at it as like, oh, well, we're just getting this guy that can only play left end. And I don't see that at all with Bosa. I think Bosa could still get in there and get snaps at right end if he needed to. And I think he would certainly be a defensive tackle on third down. I mean, he's a guy that would be out there the entire time. High motor guy. I mean, little, little, little small to play in DT though. He's what two sixty nine. Yeah, he, yeah, he is. He is. But I mean, on third downs, you're really just looking for pass rushers. You anyway. are. You're just trying to get to the quarterback anyway. So, um, I, I, I think he's fine. I think they took him took him at four. I think he would significantly improve the pass rush. I think he would immediately help the pass rush. So, yeah. I don't think he'd go wrong. I mean, if they take they take Joey Bosa at four, and I was a Cowboys fan, I'd be very happy about that. I, I, Who yeah. would you not be happy that they took at four? Wentz. You've changed. No, Wentz. I've never changed. I've never been on the Carson Wentz bandwagon. No. Never once. No. Never what do you have against North Dakota? I have nothing against him. I just don't. I don't know. I just don't. The way the way he plays, I just think he's maybe he, maybe he'd be a decent fit for the Cowboys if you do think Tony can play for three or four more years because I just don't think he's ready right away. I think that's the reason why I'm not totally on the Carson Wentz bandwagon. I, you know, I think he might be more ready. He's played under center. He's played more of a pro style offense. I will tell you the the people I trust that evaluate these guys say that the way he. The way he looks Forces at route progressions much. is much slower than the other guys. Really, and when you—that's one of the other things that are really good about the combine—is that they bring all these GMs and coaches to the podium too. And 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 the interesting stuff is that, of course, they have their own reporters asking them their own questions. And they're on they're on the defensive about that. But what I liked from the Cowboys' standpoint, and I, I plan on writing about this in, in the upcoming week, is the guys that talked about how they evaluate quarterbacks and guys that have had success at it, like John Schneider from this from Seattle. Obviously, they're did well with Russell Wilson and, 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 and a few Pretty others, well, yeah. and they talk about the number one thing is that being able to process information quickly. And I'm not saying that Wentz doesn't have. You're saying he's stupid. That. You're saying, that's what you are. You're saying yeah. he's terrible. I definitely wouldn't say. Could he, he spell cat? <laughs> oh, I would spot it in the C. And oh, the I certainly wouldn't say. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't say he's stupid. When those Wonderlick scores get twi- uh, leaked out, like they're not supposed to, I wouldn't be shocked if he has the hey, highest one. I mean, I think really. he's super sharp. Yeah, super. All right, that, 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 that's an interesting point about the Wonderlick scores because now haven't we heard now that maybe the Wonderlick scores are out and they're going to come up with a new. Uh, IQ process. For I the I haven't players. heard that. I haven't heard that. Yeah, I, I, I knew the Wonderlick scores were, were bogus. Wouldn't you got a? Would you tell me you got a thirty two? Thirty two under the duress. Wow. Under, under duress. Under duress. What, what, was impressive. it at the combine? You got the thirty two? Was what? no. It was in. It was in the sports department uh, with all with uh, ringed by a bunch of guys hooting at me the entire time I was taking it. That's pretty good score. Thirty two yeah. is pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not. It's not genius level, but it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's not genius level. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, so so I I think it's interesting here that we we've decided that the Cowboys are either going to get Bosa, Goff, or, or Ramsey, or Ramsey. Yeah. at this point, no Wentz. Go, uh, I, you know what? Oh, I'm speaking for myself, and that they might like Wentz. I'm I tell not. you what, if I'm ranking those three guys, I got Bosa number three. I, I just don't I don't believe that he is going to be a great defensive end in the NFL. I think he's going to be a good defensive end in the yeah. NFL. And I, I see that's the point. They got to get somebody great at 4. At 4 you got to get somebody great. If you don't believe Joey Bosa is great, then don't take him. Do you think you they know. thought Mo Claiborne was great at 6? 
I think they did. Yeah. I think they yeah, believed I think a lot, he was going to be good. And that's the thing about Mo Claiborne. Like, I feel like if they wouldn't have taken him, he was gone the next pick or two anyway. It wasn't like the Cowboys went out on a limb and they were the only team that loved Mo Claiborne. He was the number one corner in that draft. He was going in the top ten. Yeah, the only thing that people questioned about that was, that, boy, do you, can you really afford to give up two picks? Yeah. You know, or one yeah. pick, you know, uh, essentially to, to get that guy. So, yeah, that, that's a that's an issue for me. The other thing I was going to mention, you, you, you talked about, touched on the trading back. Yeah. And before I went to the combine, I, I had the – idea that you know what if you trade back to like eight to ten somewhere in there that would be the perfect spot to take that ezekiel elliott kid out of ohio state the running back yeah after being on jerry bust i don't see that happening jerry really feels confident that you know with with mcfadden that they'll add another piece at running back whether it be in middle of the draft or in free agency and a lot of confidence in in, in that position being able to he not have D-Mac. to yeah and well and not having a you know put a huge investment on, on that position because they've invested so much into the offensive line that um, I just don't think that they're going to invest a first-round pick on a running back. I don't think they feel like they need to. I feel like they can get decent production from a guy in the third round, fourth round. Like like a guy that was interested me was Alex Collins from Arkansas, yeah. who didn't perform oh, well. At Kevin the, is so excited now. You, you, you mentioned what, another he, Arkansas guy. He didn't guy. perform well at the combine, and that actually made me. What was his time in the combine? I bet it wasn't that fast. It, it, he's, he's lost it was, speed. He's gained too much weight. Yeah, and it wasn't just that. It was it was all the measurables, all the all the drills. It was just a lot slower than the other running backs. But why I thought that was interesting is because, well, then, yeah, let that guy, guy fall to like the third, fourth round, and that's a guy that behind this offensive line might be a lot better than what, what people think. Because the production was there at Arkansas, for sure. Plus, uh, I saw a lot of Alex Collins. My daughter was uh, on the Palm Squad, you know. Oh, okay. So I, I, did I saw not know a lot that. of Arkansas the last three. saw Brandon Allen. Don't. No Brandon Allen. How about the tight end? No. Tell us about the tight end. Hunter Henry, terrific. Hey, Hunter, <laughs> Hunter Henry, game. they asked him at, at, on the podium about the tight ends that uh, he watches and Jason went Witten. on about Witten. He's a Jason Witten starter kid. Did, yeah. Hunter, Hen- exactly did like Hunter Henry complain about being stalked by Kevin Sherrington? He did not. But here, here's my point about Alex <laughs> Collins, oh my God. and this is something that you consider as well, a tremendous kick return guy. Tremendous yep. kick return guy. I saw him return several kicks for touchdowns. He's That would be a great, to me, uh, and that's a perfect scenario to me, is, is that I go with Darren McFadden. You got Lance Dunbar coming back. You hope that he's healthy. And then I take a running back in the third or fourth round if I can get uh, him. And then he returns kicks for me as well, which is an area where they have not exactly excelled yeah. since they, they, they let uh, Dwayne Harris go. Right. I think it's a good move. You, 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 would, you would want Felix Jones to come back, and then they could go run no, the wishbone. Yes, no, you're so Arkansas-centric. No. It's ridiculous. Selfishly, when I'm at the Combine, I like, I like going to the interviews and picking out the guys that I want on the team because they're good the in the locker room. Team, yeah. Yes. yes. Who'd you like best? Alex Collins is definitely on that list. Was he? Okay, so I knew that Jerry had talked to the Arkansas team before they played A&M at uh, AT&T Stadium. Oh, you and, read this story. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. so we, we uh, Brandon George asked Brandon Allen about it at the Senior Bowl, and Brandon Allen didn't like comment too much on it. Well, Alex Collins, I grabbed him off to the side, and he got so into it. Like, he was even doing an impression of Jerry. He goes, <laughs> like, the way he, like, started out, like, really calm. Like, he's thinking, you know, this is an older guy here, you know, alum. Like, he's not going to really be in, into this pep talk. And he said, like, midway through, Jerry's yelling and talking about how they need to go out there and give it their all, and they're never going to, you know, they'll always remember this the opportunity and stuff. And he just was just so, like, blown away with the passion. And they hit Jerry the doors, uh, and they they knocked everybody down going out the door, didn't they? I mean, uh, the but, way he sounded about it, I, I was... <laughs> I was a little blown away. <laughs> how about how, but do you don't feel he could be garretized uh in training camp? Oh. Uh he'd, he'd be saying yes and no and yes and no. 
I mean, he he could, uh, but when you're around those guys long enough, it, I mean, your real personality is going to come out, you sure. know. And so with, with him, I I don't think that that would be a problem. The the best of all, I mean, the one that I would love the most is this corner, uh, Mackenzie Alexander out of Clemson. I mean, I mean, he's he a good owned, player. Yeah, and owned the podium. I mean, more than anybody else. I wasn't really that interested in him. Just walking by, stops you dead in your tracks. Is, is he just a listening corner or safety? He's a, he's a corner, but yeah. he's probably. I bet you he's a legit five ten and a half. Like I mean, he's a little, a little bit, yeah, a little bit small. So I mean, I, he's a guy that he got I, hurt. In the, he was hurting in the championship. Yeah, game. yeah. He and, was Mike Mayock's uh, best safety when I talked to him last week. Of course, this week he had he had a whole he had a whole different. Uh, yeah, it's it's a different week. Yeah, he's got the swagger there though. I mean, he, I just he would be he's a great quote. See, that's the thing is like when these guys come off the podium, they have a PR person with them, kind of trying to like get them by everybody so they can quickly get them back into an area where like nobody can grab them. This kid, this Alexander kid, would just stop and just like talk. And was there was question. there a PR guy who did that best of all? And could the Cowboys draft him to play uh, guard and keep everybody away from their running back? N- no, and I don't want that to happen. I like <laughs> I like the way it is out there right well, now. Me, I, me, I like the availability. Look, look, I, I, what you said here is not. Uh, look, uh, Tommy's trying to. Hey, listen, Tommy, Tommy we're having a good got, time Tom, here. Where Tom, you got to go? Tommy, where you got to go? Tommy. Tommy's got to go to lunch. Tommy Noyle, our, our our producer here, is telling us he got to cut this off. This is good stuff. Well, this, right, man, this man came two blocks to <laughs> sit with us. <laughs> That's right, all the way from the courthouse. Look, uh, listen. That that whole thing about cornerbacks being cocky. If your cornerback's not cocky, that's one of my problems with Mo Claiborne. If your cornerback's not cocky, you're in trouble. Who was the cockiest? Of course, this was before your time. Dion. Who was no? Well, after oh. that, who was the cockiest cornerback four years ago when they drafted Mike Jenkins and everybody was trying to make? They had a whole bunch of guys out there trying to make that backfield. The cockiest guy in that bunch, the one guy nobody in in the in the news media could no, stand Skandrick. was Orlando yeah. Skandrick. And who's the best cornerback of that bunch now? Oh, yeah. No, there's no doubt. Orlando Skandrick, that's one of the big reasons why I think he's as good as he is is because of Absolutely. he's got that chip on his shoulder. Absolutely. And, and nobody believes in him more than he does. And, yeah, that's a great quality. And you saw that a lot with the defensive backs when they went to the podium, that constantly guys saying, I'm the best corner in this draft right. more than any other position. Absolutely, know? because it's, it's the toughest position. Absolutely. You had yeah, to believe that. I agree. All right, we're going to just ask one more question so we can get Tommy out of here. Okay. But uh, – Listen, this is the guy that intrigues me. Here's the guy that really intrigues me, and, 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 I, and I think I wrote something saying that these are the nine things that you the Cowboys should do. You think you wrote it? You know well, you it wrote it. You ago. know you wrote it. And, and I, got, I got blistered on, on Twitter for this. But uh, the wide receiver, if, he, if he's available, the guy that I would take, Mr. TCU, Josh Dotson. Uh, apparently had a very good spark rating. If you can explain to us what the spark ratings are, it's it's a it's it's a it's a, a process or a formula where they say oh, there's a lot of things involved yeah. in rating these guys, and apparently he came out number one. Uh, I, I love Josh Dotson. I love his ability to go up and get the ball. Absolutely, uh, and and in great hands and ability to elevate. Not a, not particularly a burner. You like him where? As a wide receiver, he's terrific. And, uh, yeah, but we're, we're, we're well, he's not going to. I don't think he's going to make the second round. Okay. And I know that you believe that he should take a defensive player in the second round. Uh, yeah, they don't, no, they would definitely. I don't see them taking uh, a receiver. receiver. Yeah, they're number I mean, two. I really think that you know when you get Des back, it's going to help. Like I told you earlier, I just think it's going to help. You're going to see the trickle down effect with the rest of the guys. But with Daxon now, I definitely think he he improved his stock. To, he's a first round guy, guy now yeah, for sure. So. On top of the film, and like you said, the way he goes after the ball is Des like. Yes, you know, it is, and, very much. And, and and that's the thing where every team can use a guy like that. You, you know, know? I'm, I'm following Derek Kindred, a TCU uh, defensive back through the draft. Did you hear anything about him from anyone? I did not. <laughs> wow. wow. Can you follow somebody who's going to actually do something? Well, he's yeah, he will do something. Okay. Because I, I'm convinced he will do something. Oh, okay. Because Mr. Football, Mr. Gilbrandt. 
Uh, Mr. Rick Goslin. Mr. Prefer. Goose. Mr. Mr. Goose. Goose. But I was wondering if you heard. He, of course, he ran today, and he ran in the four fives uh, twice. And, and oh, that, good for him. And that, and that was the goal. Good for yeah. him. So, um, we're, and I'll be writing about him for tomorrow. Beautiful. All right, I think we're going to have to wrap this up. Uh, Tommy has fainted. Uh, yes, he, he's having problems. He, he needs food immediately. So, uh, John, it's been great to have you back here again. We Look, love having you. he's playing the music. He wants <laughs> us out of here. Especially. This is like the Oscars. Especially when you, yeah, especially when you come <laughs> as you far watch, as you did. did. You that was did really you work last to night at the Oscars? When, 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 when that director was talking, they put the music on three <laughs> seconds after he's, yeah, and yeah. he kept going. and go, he, he, was, he was not having any of that. Yeah. By, by the way, I, I, I agree with the best picture. Uh, how about you? Didn't see it. I'm a big Revenant fan. Though. Oh, I, 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 Revenant. I think I'd have to go Revenant, too. No, not me. Not me. You know, here, was, that, that was the greatest movie ever made where nobody said anything. That's um, okay. That, no, scene, no. that scene with there, the bear some, is the greatest scene I've ever there, seen there, in there a movie. Was, oh, you could do any kind of that kind of stuff. Do you think he really was eaten by a bear? No, but it looked awesome. <laughs> that's that's not true. If you look up what really <laughs> happened, it didn't happen. They did not get eaten. Uh, by that was not exactly a, a Gene Siskel moment. He didn't get eaten by the bear. He wrapped him. He, he cut the bear open and wrapped himself <laughs> in, in, to keep warm. All right, that's it. Thanks for everybody. Wait a minute, let's tell everybody week. what other pe- podcasts we have going we on. Had, uh, we had Evan. He had an interview with Colby Lewis. We had him talking about Ian Desmond and about how he made a, such a huge mistake riding at the Rangers left field situation. would be just fine Look without you, Ian Desmond. You are trying to create <laughs> headlines everywhere. And tell us what you talked about Mark Followout. Mark Followout told him that he has to get rid of that three-man crew so he can get more air time. He did and, not. And buy you it. asked him who we would get rid of. Absolutely. You, you, I wanted to know: is it, is it Harper or Skin? Who's it going to be? I got to tell you, he texted me the answer right here. <laughs> That's beautiful. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>